Just fuming. I'm fuming. Horrible. Fuming. Horrible fuming. Horrible. And I'm fuming. Hello, I'm Arafat. I'm in the UK. And I'm Muhammad, and I'm in the US. And you're listening to Slow Pit Stop. Hello and welcome to Slow Pit Stop, the international Formula One podcast by fans for fans all around the world. My name is Arafat and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Mohammed. Say hi, Mohammed. Hello. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for this episode where we will be previewing the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Um, and yeah, I, Mohammed, it's in your country for the third time this year. How does that feel? I know. It feels really good, and I'm really glad that we've gone straight from the Mexican Grand Prix to the Las Vegas Grand Prix, and no race happened in the middle of those two Grand Prix. You know, we've had quite a long break. We didn't have a single Grand Prix or sprint race happen after Mexico, but before (laughs) Vegas. That's true. Um Some of you may have noticed we didn't uh, have an episode last week, but that's because uh, no race happened. Was, no race happened. Firstly, yeah. So what? What, what is there to even talk about? Um, secondly, I was on nights in ICU, and Mohammed, I don't know where you were. You went to a wedding. Or I'm something. on days in ICU. Can you yeah. imagine if we worked in the same hospital? That would be so cool. We'd hand <laughs> I would over. do the days you do that. I know. I'd I'd give you the the pager. <laughs> And our, like, our hands would touch and linger just for a second as I handed it over. That'd be nice. I'd love it. I would love it. And then you could tell me off because my notes are shoddy and I could tell you yeah. off because you abandoned me. It would be really yeah. nice. Sounds good. So yeah. before we get into the episode, we're going to talk about some sort of laid back general stuff today. I think we'll get into the news. I wanted to talk about Diwali um, mm. and some specific like... I'll get onto it, but it just, there's some weird people out there on the internet that are just trying to ruin a nice thing. You know, oh. people just saying happy Diwali and then there's some weirdos on the internet. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll talk a bit about Las Vegas and then mm. I wanted to talk about some Formula One conspiracy theories. I saw this on a Instagram uh, channel and uh, I was supposed to give them credit and read their name out and I've lost it on my phone. But anyway... Somewhere on Instagram, there is a page that talks about Formula One. I'm sure it's the only one. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're listening, you'll find it. Don't worry. Um, but they had some conspiracy Formula theories. One, it'll come up. Yeah, it'll be fine. You'll find it. Um, but I, I've i taken some of their conspiracy theories. I've masaladed some of the other ones. Mm-hmm, uh, yes. And I've added a few of my own. And uh, we'll go through some of them and uh, have a think about if any of them are real or not real. But first, so Mohammed, the speak, news. Yeah, hold on real quick. If you don't speak Hindi or Urdu, uh, masala means to make something very factual and, and to say it in a very straightforward, <laughs> correct, factual way. Just FYI. Okay. Correct. <laughs> the news. What's the news? General Motors are intending to build an engine and register it for Formula One in 2028. This is all linked to the Andretti bid. Andretti, you know, first they were told, yeah. go buy a team. They tried to buy a team. Uh, they didn't They didn't ma- manage to pull that off. So yeah. then they were like, hey, we'll come in and uh, we'll make our own brand new team. Mm-hmm. And then they were told, 
well, you don't even have an engine. How are you going to have a car? You need to have an engine contract. So they went and got an engine contract with Renault. Um, and then they were like, well, what value are you bringing to the sport if you just race around in another Renault engine car? So then they went and got GM and they said, look, we'll put a Cadillac badge on it. And uh, Cadillac will help us with the electronics. And we're bringing Cadillac into the sport. That's value added. And then Formula One said, well, you know, is it really a Cadillac engine? Are you really bringing Cadillac into the sport? Are you really <laughs> adding value? Um, so they just they just keep adding more and more and more random nonsense in front of Andretti. So Andretti, rather than giving up, have come back and said, you look, we're building a brand new engine. It's It's from another manufacturer. We're bringing them in. There's going to be lots of value to the sport. And now Formula One is like, um, yeah, we just don't want to give you the money, though. <laughs> we just want to keep it for ourselves. You know what it is? You know how we're going to be in Vegas this weekend? So, you yeah. know, Cirque du Soleil is a huge Vegas act, right? And, you know, in Cirque du Soleil, they do very extravagant jumps through hoops. And so I think Formula One has just taken <laughs> that model. And here's a new yeah. hoop, and I want you to jump through it. This time the hoop is... But your name is dumb. Change your name. It must be Hugo Boss Racing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, a random thing happened. Haas um, appealed about track limits. <sighs> this makes me so mad. Continue. I'll tell you why. They, yeah. So they appealed about some track limits at the US Grand Prix. Was it the US Grand Prix? Did I make that up? It was the US Grand Prix. Um and they said, look, Alex Albon had gone over some track limit at turn six or something like that. Um, and they said, look, you can see it clearly from our onboard. And so the stewards rejected it because they said, look, this wasn't new information. We had this at the time, but we don't make penalties based on a single camera angle. Like a radiologist, um, <laughs> we need two views. And the CCTV camera that had been pointed at turn six um, had been like tilted upwards or downwards or something and they couldn't actually see the corner. So people could, you know, go off as much as they wanted at turn six and not really get a penalty. Mm. But why are you mad? I'm mad because what is the point of appeals in F1? Like, it just makes me so frustrated to think about. Like, okay, here's an example. In American football, uh, if, if you want to appeal something, the, the coach has... Like, yeah, I think each coach gets one appeal, right? They get to stop the game and they get to have uh, the the head people in New York City look at the footage and it's a good thing, okay? But it's sometimes successful, sometimes it's not. It's not guaranteed to be unsuccessful each time. And, like, I can't think of in the last four or five years one appeal that was successful, which was Aston Martin appealing uh, Fernando Alonso's uh, penalty with the rear jack touching because they found footage of um, all the other times that rear jacks have touched and they were ma- able to make an argument. This was not available at the time because we had to comb through the archives. And it was like, like talk about jumping through hoops. They had to literally jump through all these hoops to present their case. It was like a court case. And it's like, forget Abu Dhabi 2021, but any appeal, any single appeal in F1 gets denied and it's always the same basis. This information was present at the time of the original thing. It's so stupid. It's a stupid rule. And it makes me mad because sometimes these appeals are genuine. And I think Haas had a point, right? Because we know Perez did go off track and he wasn't penalized. And 
may, if you want to make an argument that you can't, you know, maybe he got missed during the race, whatever, but then why have an appeal process? An appeal process is for stuff like this. You know, it's just like when I was in medical school, uh, in, in our first year only, we had this thing where we took exams. And then at the end of the exam, we were allowed to look at the test question. And uh, if we were allowed to appeal the test question uh, based on the way it was written. But then anytime anyone tried to appeal the test question, they would always find something like, oh, no, oh, no, no, you, th- th- we had to appeal the test question uh, within 12 hours of taking the exam, but we didn't get our results until like two days later. So how can you appeal when you don't even know the results? It was that sort of thing. So it's the exact same thing where it makes no sense and it makes me upset and it makes me mad. I'm just fuming. I'm fuming. Horrible. Fuming. Horrible fuming. Horrible. And I'm fuming. Yeah, so the appeal process doesn't make very much sense to me. Um, I know lots of people, I saw some articles in the race.com about, oh, should we be having penalties um, on the appeal process so that if you make uh, time-wasting appeals, and I'm like, no, like we should have more appeals and more like improvements in systems and processes. But anyway, um, speaking of improvements in the world, um, did you see uh, McLaren's social media recently? No, is it an improvement? Have they decided to disavow vaping? Yeah, uh, not quite. But they just had a nice like picture with a message, and it was like "Happy Diwali to all that celebrate" or oh, something like very that. Very right? nice. Oh, they okay. do that with every holiday. I like that they do it exactly because you know Eid yeah. doesn't get a lot of representation. You know exactly. So I thought, oh, this is cool. You know, it's not just the Christmas one. Like, mm. there's, it's a global sport, so they're celebrating global festivals. Wonderful. Yeah. And then so I'm going to read some comments under that post. And I want you to talk me through the psychology of each of these people. Um, okay. I'll just read out their first names because whatever. But someone called Roger then commented, okay. oh, what's Diwali? Curious. Gotta learn stuff. Happy Diwali. I don't know what it means yet, but I'm about to. Smiley face. Oh, okay. A, l- a little cheeky, like, but I dig it. Who is this guy? If you don't know what something is, Google it. Why are you Why are you writing it underneath the picture? It says Happy Diwali, and you're like, what does Diwali mean? Like, what do you expect? Google it. Yeah. One, yeah. how do you not know what it is? But okay, fine, if you didn't, Google it. Right? And then someone yeah. called Jay okay. responds, Roger, it's a festival of light celebrated by Hindus, Sikhs, and Buddhists. Someone will probably explore better than me. I think he means explain. And now I'm thinking, why does someone need to explain at all? Google exists. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, hey, I don't like reading. Fine. <laughs> Go to YouTube and type in what is Diwali. Right? <laughs> but then yeah. someone called Samson, right? Samson mm-hmm. comments, Sikhs don't celebrate Diwali. Okay. Okay. And Jay, the last person who responded to what the Wally was, Jay goes, I'm 99.9% sure they do. <laughs> okay. And then someone called Craig, or as you say in America, Craig. Craig? Yeah. Craig? 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 Craig. Craig. Basically Craig. Greg. <laughs> yeah. But in the rest of the world, Craig. So Craig chimes in and goes, my wife and family are Sikhs. They do, mate. <laughs> Right? <laughs> okay so you might think well 
that's the end of it. If anybody wants to know, you can go Google why <laughs> Sikhs celebrate on the same day. Um, because they have, no, historically, there's other things for them to celebrate that coincides with the calendar. Um, mm. And parts of the festivals have become amalgamated with each other. But mm-hmm. anyway, rather than delve into the complexities of that, mm-hmm. the Samson guy, right? Guess yeah, what his response is to this person called Craig being like, my wife's Sikh and they, her family do celebrate. Guess what this Samson guy goes? Make America well, again. <laughs> no, no, no. He goes, well, your wife is unusual. Never saw it celebrated in Punjab as it is in the rest of India, where I live in the Caribbean. So I'm like, why is he talking about Punjab if he lives in the Caribbean? Anyway, where I live in the Caribbean for 20 years, it was celebrated by the 49% Indian population, the 49% Black West Indian population, only the Muslims don't get involved. But there's no Sikh community here. <laughs> so I'm like, so this guy is like, Sikhs don't celebrate Diwali. And it's like, what is your evidence for that? And he's like, I don't know any Sikhs. So I've never seen a Sikh celebrate Diwali. You know what this reminds me of? This, this reminds me of when people did not believe in COVID or COVID vaccines and they just brought up the craziest things as proof. Like, this is just a wild, I cannot, I'm losing brain cells listening to this conversation. If, if that happened in person, I think I would legitimately, like, shoot myself. I don't know. If like, I like, there's a legitimate question of, oh, do Sikhs yeah. celebrate Diwali too? And then you could like, have a conversation about that. Yeah. But one, don't have a conversation about it on social media. <laughs> Go to Google. And two, <laughs> how is your evidence for this? Post. Yeah, my evidence for Sikhs don't celebrate is I've never met a Sikh person. So <laughs> I've <laughs> uh, just, like, just the medicine equivalent of this is when I somebody told me because I told him you know masks are have been a, a long part of the medical profession. We wear them. We've been wearing them. They're not new for us. And since somebody hmm. told me, oh yeah, if masks work. How come surgeons? Uh, how, how come surgeons don't wear masks in surgery? And I was like, "Well, they do." And he's like, "No, my buddy is an EMT, and he told me that surgeons don't wear masks in surgery." And I was like, "So your proof that surgeons don't wear masks during surgery is that your friend, who's not even a surgeon, who is an EMT, told you it." So that, so yeah, it's like the same thing where like your proof makes no sense. It's not even a proof. And you're saying it with such certainty. And then you're correcting someone who does know what they're talking about. Like, oh my God. Amazing. Yeah, that, that was a sort of weird internet rabbit hole that I found myself going down this week <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> McLaren. Come on, yeah, McLaren. I was just like, <laughs> the comments underneath McLaren stuff being like, who are these people? Hmm. Oh, McLaren. <laughs> I know. Anyway, should we talk about Las Vegas a bit? Yeah, let's talk about it. Can I? Okay, I don't know what you have to talk about, but I just want to bring something up. Uh-huh. I have been getting so many Instagram reels about people who live in Vegas being upset that Formula One is coming there. And yes. I just want to say I would laugh in your face. I'm, I'm so excited for this race just so those people can, can cry about it. Because their entire city is a tourist city. Okay, if you talk about one big tourist trap of... Of, of america you is las vegas a city built for tourism new york city okay yes a lot of people go there but it wasn't built for tourism it just became that way because of history and stuff but vegas was built in a desert for tourism and everything about it is to bring money in and bring rich people in and bring people and tourists in who only come for a little bit of time and then leave that's all las vegas is and people are upset that 
basically that is happening, but they're not a part of it this time. So I just think it's so funny about all the people who are complaining about Vegas on the internet and complaining that their road is getting repaved and bridges are coming up and stands are coming up. It's only for like a month. It'll all come down. And so I really want this race to do well just to spite those people. And by do well, I mean I want Lewis Hamilton to win. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of those. And the other one I've seen is, oh my God, no one's going to the Las Vegas Grand Prix. No one's paid for tickets. This is going to be a huge failure. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So... I don't, I don't know like what the evidence for any of that is. I went onto the website to see if I could suddenly buy tickets today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, you can buy tickets for $22,000. And I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah. so I guess some tickets are still available, but who knows what that means on the day. Um, mm. Yeah. So the whole reason the Vegas Grand Prix came about was because Vegas, as you know, was all about gambling, right? Yeah. But I know. online casinos have killed Vegas. Because people oh. don't travel there anymore because they can just mm. gamble online. Mm. Um, so Vegas is trying to pivot to be a more sort of family-friendly resort sort of place to go mm-hmm. and have other events, big sporting events, um, you know, football, basketball, Formula One, concerts, mm-hmm. uh, amusement parks, all that kind of thing. And they're trying to rebrand as a family-friendly place to go because mm-hmm. once it lost, I don't know, the normal gamblers to the internet, it just became seedy. Like when I think of Vegas, I think seedy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to rebrand as family friendly. Um, mm. So we'll see how it goes. In terms of the track, have you had a look at it? Yeah, it looks like an upside down pig. And I, I can't believe people yeah. are only just talking about that because I remember when the track design first came out and everyone said it looked like an upside down pig. And it's just, when I said I want Lewis Hamilton to win, I had to stifle a laughter there because I cannot see Mercedes doing well at this track at all. No, like, they're going to do so bad. Bit. They're going to be 12th and 13th if we're lucky. Yeah. They're just, we are yeah. so draggy. And anytime there's a straight, we are just like, somebody said online, we're going to get gapped by a souped up Honda Civic. And that is so accurate. <laughs> there's going to be a little Honda Civic. And then just. The only yeah. real target. That I think the Mercedes have for this weekend is Lance Stroll. Oh my god! Can they beat Lance Stroll? Uh, a good result, and I and I mean like a good result would be a double points finish. Like even if yeah. it's nine and ten, even if it's you know, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, just I've had it with this W14. Take it away. <laughs> so so has Lewis Hamilton. He was like two yeah. races left, counting down the days. Never exactly. have to drive this car again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you something. Uh-huh. What is your opinion of all the people calling for Toto Wolf to uh, resign, based off of just his ineptitude? Like at a certain point, you have to look at the head of the organization and say you have failed for two years, or no? Is it is it not that point? Two years in Formula One is a short amount of time. Like yeah. it takes a long time to build things and get on top. You look at the success Christian Horner has had, mm-hmm. and you can say, you know, there's lots of times in between where he didn't have that success when Mercedes were mm-hmm. winning and things. Mm-hmm. And so he had to be patient for eight years and bring it back again. Um, so also he can't go because he owns a third of the team, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So Toto is not just like the boss, he's the owner mm-hmm. slash boss. Um, 
So I don't think he'll leave. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Will it make a big difference? I think it will destabilize things. You know the way Ferrari are changing mm -hmm. team principle every 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes you do need consistency because it sounds like a cliche, but you know, by making mistakes, you learn and then you go, okay, mm -hmm. we'll do it this way. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm sure every Ferrari team principal has to come in, mm -hmm. make some mistakes, and then be like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is why we're not winning. And I'm, I think Toto is going through that phase right now. Yeah, it, it's it's so tough. I, I empathize with the people. Because here's the thing. Toto does a really – one of the things he does really well is after there's a failure or after there's um, – a setback he'll come out and immediately take responsibility and immediately he, he won't sugarcoat things he doesn't really sugarcoat he won't say this was a good result he you know he said this is the worst result we've had in 14 years he'll say yeah. something like that um but then the question is okay i'm so happy you've owned up to it but where is the resolution right like if mm. i do something wrong yes me apologizing and taking ownership is a big deal but then you want to see the next part of it you know to make sure that it doesn't happen again and I, and I just feel like we haven't seen that. And I don't know if it's because he made decisions as a team at the beginning to stick to a concept and now you're stuck with mm. that and we just have to wait till next year. Or is it like, you know, minor things uh, that are still not working out that he still hasn't taken on. Like, I don't know. It's very tough to, to look at and say, where's the problem exactly? But the trajectory and how the time it takes in F1. Mm -hmm. If Mercedes win races next year. Mm-hmm. That'll be a really good result. I don't think it's realistic for anyone that's not Red Bull to win the championship next year. Oh my God, don't depress me like that. <laughs> Speaking of depression, do you want me to get into these conspiracy theories I've got? Yeah, let's do it. And we can decide which are real or which are not real. So I've got seven here, but we might merge two of them together. So mm -hmm. number one, Ferrari is a social experiment to depress people. I don't know why anyone, why anyone would want to be a Ferrari fan. So this is absolutely true. It makes zero sense. No team has ever gone from glorious heyday to constantly disappointing like this uh, since, I don't know, the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I, I agree with it. This is, this is a real conspiracy theory. So I was thinking about this and I was like, why... Why would someone set up this social experiment? Why do you want to depress people on purpose? <laughs> it's because things that make us upset and angry, mm -hmm. it sells, right? That's why yeah. the news only shows us bad news yeah. or things that are emotionally charged Yeah, because it makes us emotional, angry. But now what's happened is we've entered this like cynical generation where none of us watch the news anymore because we're like, mm -hmm. it's all nonsense. It's just going to depress. Yeah. So the Ferrari experiment is clever. Because <laughs> they sprinkle in, every now and again, a little bit of hope. And it's the hope that gets you. Because every now and again, oh, you go, this goodness. is going to be Ferrari's year. You know? Oh, and you go, oh, look, Carlos is the only person that's won a race and not a Red Bull. Or, look, okay. you know, Charles Leclerc is on pole again or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they sprinkle in little bits of hope that keep you going yeah. and keep you hooked only to bring you crashing down again. You know what? That's absolutely correct because in 2020 and 2021, I remember, you know, all the F1 podcasts and all of the F1 YouTube channels put out content that was like, will Ferrari ever be great again? Right. 
because no and nobody had hope. So whoever is behind this experiment was like, huh, looks like we've taken it a bit too far and no one has hope anymore. So you know what they hit us with? A championship winning car in 2022 that fall apart halfway through the season. Beautiful, brilliant, completely, perfectly executed. People had no hope. Give them all the hope. Let's have yeah. Palakar leading the championship by 70 points. Do the you Red remember? Bull double DNFs. Oh, remember when we we were at that point and it was like Charles Leclerc, well, yeah, it was a 70 something point lead. Yeah. And you said to me, is he going to be the champion? And I went, it's going to be really hard for someone else to be champion. Like, I can't see how anyone else could win this. <laughs> it, was, and it was you and Adam were so on the podcast. You and Adam yeah. were on the podcast. And I said, who is the favorite to win? And both of you, without any hesitation, said, Ferrari and Charles Leclerc. Like, just, you just said it. You're like, yeah, Charles Leclerc, he's the favorite. And yeah, so that's exactly how you do it. And then they just bottled it spectacularly, stripping all Ferrari fans and all fans, because everyone was a Ferrari fan that year, of all hope and, and making us destitute again. I, I absolutely hate whoever came up with this social experiment. Absolutely <laughs> true, though. Should we go into conspiracy theory number two? Sure. <laughs> so this year, 2023, okay. McLaren and Aston Martin swapped cars halfway through the season. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know why. It's the why that I can't work out. But everything else fits. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the chart of like the trajectories of their point totals yeah. over the season? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Aston Martin up and McLaren down and they like intersect at the halfway point. So this is yeah, completely like an X. True. Maybe it was Elon exactly. Musk. Maybe it's all a big advert for X. <laughs> it's, 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 I've, worked I, I've out the never y. seen you. What's the Y? No, that is just Elon Musk oh, wants Elon to Musk? make yeah, the yeah, graph yeah, yeah. To have an X in it. <laughs> I've never seen. I know everyone talks about Braun, but Braun fell off like basically too late for anyone else to catch up. This was like incredible. I was thinking about it, like you know, when we were watching uh, the race. Um, that never actually happened. I was. I remember watching it and thinking, ah, oh, so we could be faster than Ferraris, but maybe we're not faster than McLaren. And in my head, I was like, man, there's always another team, isn't there? Because in the first half of the season, that was definitely Aston Martin. <laughs> so yeah, um, insane. Do you think Aston Martin and Ferrari will or McLaren will switch back at the end of the year <laughs> for the last race? Um, not quite. Um, <laughs> but. Okay, number three. Hulkenberg has a metal okay. allergy, so has never finished on the podium on purpose. What? Oh. <laughs> I'll never forget in drive. <laughs> I'll never forget in drive to survive when he went to go see those kids at the Microsoft store or something. Yeah. Then, you know, like, have, why like, haven't you won anything? <laughs> He's like, it's not very hard. <laughs> it's not very easy to win a race, you know. And then they're like, are you a race car driver? How many races did you win? Zero. <laughs> so, um, oh, oh so harsh. he was so close. To so it, I don't think this, else. I don't think this conspiracy theory is true. Yeah. Because like the podium, the podium, the trophies are made of all sorts. Now you got like your plastic mm. monkeys, you've got plastic. wooden ones, yeah. you've got, uh, glass ones you've got like ceramic pots in uh, hungary so yeah. i think this is nonsense i think there's plenty of places <laughs> for him to take his so-called metal allergy you know what's interesting about the the podium that i found out when i went to the austin grand prix which you might have already known um but 
I always used to wonder, like, what would a Muslim driver do in that if they want to race or were on the podium because they can't drink alcohol, that we can't get sprayed by alcohol. It's very awkward for us. So when I was there, um, Amna Al-Kubaisi, either her or her sister, I can't remember which one, uh, one of them won a race for Formula One, F1 Academy. Uh, and so she was on the podium and they actually just gave her like 10 seconds before they played the music and handed out the champagne to get off the stage. And I thought that was very considerate of F1 uh, because I just cannot imagine them changing the timing of the podium ceremony for a Muslim person, you know? So I think Muslims are in sports more and more and more now to yeah. the point where it is affecting things. So like in cricket, I remember the not this Cricket World Cup, the one before when mm-hmm. England won. They mm-hmm. got like Muslim players on the team. The captain of the England team is Irish for some reason. And he was just <laughs> like, you know, this was a real like group effort and diversity we had everyone from Allah to uh, the luck of the Irish <laughs> with us. And um, they, the team waited for the Muslim guys to get up and walk away before they sprayed the champagne. Mm-hmm. And in the Premier League, like the English Football League, mm-hmm. um, soccer, um, the <laughs> man of the match used to be presented like a bottle of alcohol. But then there were so many Muslim players like uh, Mohammed Salah and all these other ones that they mm-hmm. changed it to like some like tiny trophy or something because none of these guys were taking the alcohol. So it is having an effect. And I think the other thing is um, places are clamping down on alcohol advertising. Yeah. So, you know, you see all this alcohol advertised in Formula One. It's like Heineken 0.0. It's the non-alcoholic version. Yeah. And all the companies have done this on purpose because it's Mm. like we can advertise our 0.0 because it's a non-alcoholic drink, but it has the exact same name, branding, everything as our alcoholic drink. So we're yeah. kind of advertising that. Um, so I think as part of that, the 0.0 stuff will end up in the bottles as well. At some I point. mean, I, I like it. I, I, I think it's good because like Muslims are a huge demographic. And part of the reason why F1 races in the Middle East is because that's a huge group of people that they can kind of attract to their sport as well. Yeah. And so like, um, like for example, uh, Starburst, not Starburst, uh, Skittles. Skittles in America used to have gelatin for a very long time. And then they took out gelatin from it and replaced it with something else. But they did so because they're like, we are basically losing out on the Muslim purchase. And, and there's no reason to. That's a huge demographic of people we can sell to. So I, I think it's. I think it was very nice. And, and I, I, I was like, wow, look, uh, F1 did a, a good thing for once, you know. But it's not just that. I think there's like a big rise in vegetarianism veganism mm-hmm. like all the round mm-hmm. trees like I'm, my favorite sweet as a kid used to be fruit pastels mm-hmm. and then like i learned what gelatin was and i was really sad mm-hmm. um yeah. but then recently in the last couple of years there all the uh round tree things yeah. are uh vegan friendly and yeah, like they taste funny. like i remember them tasting when yeah. i was a kid so i think yeah. it's all really good Oh my god side um, note so i you gave me a packet of those when i visited you last year and they tasted uh-huh. so good and i found something that tastes because we can't really get them in america but i have found a gummy mm. that tastes as good as that and it's bringing me right back to that packet unfortunately it's a pack of melatonin gummies so i can only eat one <laughs> at a time lest i put myself into a coma so i have to control myself very unfortunately <laughs> um speaking of conspiracies that might put us into a coma okay (laughs) number four i'll read number four and number five together so number four we discussed this on the last episode alonzo Mm -hmm. is max verstappen's real father and number five Kimi raikkonen is max verstappen's real father (laughs) no it's 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 alonzo um i really wanted to be isn't it 
Yeah, because right now, the only thing humanizing Max Verstappen is how awful Yas Verstappen was to him. Take that away, and he's back to being a soulless robot. So I want Alonzo to be his father so that we can be like, see, there's nothing human about Max Verstappen. He is a robot hired to take human people's jobs. So, not Kimmy. So, Why would Kimmy be his father? What's yeah. the, uh, where, what, how? I don't get it. I don't know. But <laughs> imagine a scenario where it's the last race of the season. Yeah. The championship is like neck and neck between Alonso and Verstappen. Okay. They're on the last lap. And like we've had this before, like decades ago, where, um, was it, was it Sterling Moss? He was awarded a win. But then, no, he went and said so-and-so shouldn't have been penalized and gave the win back to the other guy, which made him lose the world championship. Wow. Talk about integrity. Exactly. So talking about integrity, Fernando Alonso, um, (laughs) would he allow his son Verstappen, if he discovered Verstappen is his son, or would he take him out ruthlessly, make him cry and be like, I am Alonso. I am number one. Absolutely. One trillion percent. Alonzo is Vegeta. Okay. Yes. And Master Stappen is Trunks. And Trunks is yeah. a very good warrior. And But Vegeta would never, ever, ever show humility in front of Trunks. Even if he's like, yes, you are my son. He's, he'd be like, mm. you are a disappointment. You know, so Alonzo would never give up a, a championship win because Verstappen was just never. Now, so you know who is? Oh, my God. Yeah. Before we do any of the other conspiracy theories, okay. Dragon Ball Z characters as F1. So Goku is Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, yep. Um, Gohan. Who's Gohan? <laughs> George Russell. <laughs> no, yeah. no, hold on. I don't, I don't want to say that because if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you know that the son is Gohan is actually more powerful than Goku. Yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. Who is the. Pro- Let's make it Piastri for now because we don't yeah, have beef Piastri. against him. Yeah, no, I think it's good because he's also the baby of the team. So Piastri. Yeah. Yeah. Bottas. Here, I'm going to open up the list of 20 drivers. Yamcha. Bottas is Yamcha. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, Lance Stroll is Yamcha. Bottas no, because Yamcha is... at one point in time was very powerful, and then everyone else progressed, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Yamcha yeah, yeah, stayed yeah. a normal man. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, okay. Uh, who I get, I'm trying to find like the, the season, uh, so I can pull up the names of all the drivers, which is, I know, a crazy thing. Just that go I Wiki F1 2023. I don't know how to use Wikipedia. How old do you think I am? Okay, so I'm just kidding. So, we, okay, we'll go from the bottom. DeVries, Nick DeVries is, um, I'm going to go with uh, Krillin. Because <laughs> he yeah. keeps dying. Yep. <laughs> Logan Sargent. Oh, yeah. Logan Sargent's tough. Logan Sargent is Sandman. This is, the, now I'm getting very. Um, yeah. Not say it, man. Who's that guy? Who's the guy that had no powers? Mr. Hercule. Yes, Mr. Hercule. That's fine, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip Liam Lawson. I'm going to skip Magnuson. Zhao. Who's Ricardo? So I was thinking, like, Goten and, like, Young Trunks. Is that, like, uh, Lando and Carlos or Lando and Ricardo? Yeah. And they, like... Yeah. No, I think Lando and, uh, and Carlos. That works really mm. well for them. And I think, uh, I think Charles Leclerc is uh who hmm. i think that's like trunks like 
But we said Max Verstappen was trunks. We don't yeah. have enough characters to do this, do we? We don't. We're gonna run out of characters. Who's Piccolo? Yeah. That's the name. Piccolo. That's is what I was thinking. Who's Piccolo? <laughs> Piccolo is moody, good but not great, but has insight as well. Used to be a bad guy, but then became a good. Oh, I know so. who Piccolo is. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, yeah 100%. one hundred percent. He takes on the he started as a role. bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he was a bad guy. Then he became the father to Mick Schumacher and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah. All right, and that's all the drivers that exist. <laughs> exactly. We Should we go back to our conspiracy theories? Speaking of drivers oh, that wow. exist or don't yeah. exist, number six, Antonio Giovinazzi is a paid actor who never sat in the car. That's why you never remember seeing him on the racetrack. <laughs> Sometimes... Things are corrupted by money. <laughs> what do <are> you <laughs> say? <laughs> I hate when money gets in the middle. Somebody pay me more money. I don't know. Um, he is a paid actor, but there's yeah. one twist I want to make to this. Okay. He's a paid actor and he's paid by Ferrari. Now, I don't know why. It's just something that came to me. And I'm gonna well, he is paid by Ferrari anyway in real life because <laughs> oh, he was a Ferrari junior driver. That's, that's why, why that, that popped into your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done. I'm not Trey adding bon. much to this conversation, am I? <laughs> right, should we go for the last conspiracy theory and then let everyone go to bed? Okay. Well, I don't know what time people listen to this in the daytime. Maybe it's, it's the I morning. Like typically in the morning when they go to work. Yeah, we'll, we'll let everyone start their work. Um, but Last conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Okay. Lando Norris was too depressed to go racing again after that loss in Russia and so had to be replaced by a lookalike. Nah, don't buy it for a sec. Not even a second. He, it, wh- How? What is the reasoning? I don't buy it. Because the original one didn't want to race anymore. It's like how Avril Levine was replaced by a lookalike after she supposedly died. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. That's, that, that's a whole thing on the internet. Look it up. Avril Levine dead, and then like the new wow. one is like some actress that's paid to be her. Oh, you know what? People say that a lot. People have been saying that about. Uh, there's a famous football player here in America who almost died, and then they resuscitated him on the field. And um, mm. people have been saying that about him that he died on the field that day and was replaced by an actor. Wow. Yep. So now, now I see it. My. If, because My, I feel like Lando, when he first came in, I was like, oh, this guy's really funny, meme lord, all of that stuff. Yeah, and now like he seems anymore. like he's got a bit of a dark streak. Like there's something no, about like him so that just... mean nowadays. You're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. being so I'm like, this is a different person. Oh my God. I think it is a different person. If there... See, who, other than Lando Norris, who is most likely to have been replaced? I already have the answer. By a doppelganger. Maybe Vettel, like there was like powerful Vettel. No, but see, the reason why I don't think so is because that was over a long period of time. My answer is Fernando Alonso. He went from this ruthless teammate bashing guy, retired and came back and all of a sudden is letting Lance Stroll stay in front of him and is happy and what can we do to get the team together and I'm a team player and he was never like that before. My, My money's on Alonso. Somebody switched out Alonso for somebody else. Do you think Alonso is like grown in a lab and there's like a whole bunch of them in like giant bats? <laughs> yeah. And then one, one of them dies, another one is immediately born. Yep. Yeah. There's always been Fernando Alonso. There always will be. Yeah. Fernando there always Alonso. will be a Fernando Alonso in Formula One. 
It'll take different names in different eras. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's absolutely. our conspiracy theories for now. You're looking forward to Vegas. What time is it on for you? Uh, like 1 a.m. Because it's like 10 p.m. Vegas time. So it'll be 1 a.m. my time. So it'll be what, 6 a.m. for you? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Really like, fine, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. But it, like, why not make it convenient for people in America? And I have I have work like later that day, so I'll have to be in the hospital at six a.m. So the race will be oh from roughly one to three. So I have oh to God. figure out what I'm doing <laughs> between three and like five thirty. You know, <laughs> oh. and I haven't I haven't figured it out yet. So either I will cry, <laughs> taking <melatonin> gummies. <laughs> yeah, knock myself into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll take them in the hospital. So at the very least, I'm already in a hospital when I've done it. Yeah. Um, and then you just sleep on a bed. Yeah. And you'll be very proud to know I've limited my caffeine intake to one energy drink a day. I'll be very proud wow. to know that. I know. It's incredible. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to when it's one, like, every six weeks when you're on night shift like me. What? That's when you have two or three a night. <laughs> what oh are God. you talking about? <laughs> oh my uh, well, I'm so excited. I'm to going to real sleep launch. now. You enjoy yeah. your like caffeine high. I'm going to bed. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again after the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I'm sorry we didn't record an episode for the race that didn't exist, but we didn't want to. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. This has been a production for Not That Good Media.